0: Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School Podcast. This is episode 161. Hi, how are you? Today, I have a guest for you. She is a dear friend. She is my business coach. She is full of wisdom, style, and that smile of hers is infectious. Today, I talk to Ruby Marsh about finding your personal brand. I love this conversation. Just going to say it straight up right away. It was, well, I actually just adore talking to Ruby Marsh. She's one of those women that I just could sit down at the dinner table every day and have cool, interesting conversations with. So I got her, not at the dinner table, but on the Zoom. And I wanted to put her in the hot seat to talk about building your character and character design. AKA finding your personal brand but on steroids. So Ruby is one of the creators of Creator Club, which is a business coaching membership that I have been a part of for a couple of years now. And when they were starting to come up with the idea, the concept of Creator Club, they search for inspiration outside of the business industry. What often happens is that when we're in a certain world, uh, so, you know, we can think of the health space or the training space for Ruby and John, it was the business space. It's often saturated and we don't want to do the exact same things as everyone else in the industry is doing. So Rubes and John actually looked outside the business industry for inspiration, and they looked at things that people were obsessing over. So TV shows like Bridgerton and Ozark or uh, luxury brands. And what they realized that what made them so addictive, they all had this one thing in common, and that was there was a story and there were characters who lived in a world that was very unique to them. And so that really gave them a lot of inspiration to bring this idea or this concept of world building into Creator Club. So we've done a couple of live events in Creator Club on world building. And the way that John and Ruby teach it is that we have a world and we're the main character in that world. So... The business owner is the main character. And I I loved, I just love this idea and this concept. And I love the work that we've done on world building. And then a little while ago, last year, Ruby started to bring this idea of a character and you being the main character of your world. And how can we design that character? So I actually use this idea inside of Warrior School And, you know, the training helps women build strong bodies, but it also helps them develop their character. It's a part of their character design. So Ruby believes that seeing yourself as a character was like taking personal brand and giving it steroids. It was taking it to the next level. In our conversation today, Rubes talks about how she discovered this idea or this concept of character building or character design and seeing yourself as the main character and how that really allows a deeper connection to ourselves a deeper story and it it builds this depth to our world to our life so we talk about creating vision what is your character, why developing your character is important, how you can start designing your character, the role fashion can play in character development, our obsession with luxury things, how to plan a photo shoot. And Ruby talks a little bit about transitioning into her 40s and how it's really important to reflect on the next season of our life. Oh, I told you it was yummy character design, style, fashion, photo shoots, everything that gets me so frigging excited. Okay, Warrior Woman, I hope you enjoy this conversation on building your personal brand with the one, the only, delicious Ruby Marsh. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train, I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones and performance myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bowe, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Ruby Marsh, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast.
1: Thank you, Amy Bo. I'm trying to think how, is this like third time, maybe? No, this second. is your second. Okay. Okay. Second. All right.
0: We've we got had this. Yeah. We've had many, many interactions, many conversations uh, <laughs> online, offline. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get that. We can't remember if it's two or three, but it's two. It's your second time.
1: Great. Well, I feel very privileged then to be a second-time guest on a podcast, on your podcast. That's very cool. Yeah, I I am excited to talk to you today. I am
0: really excited about the topic that we're going to talk about that you, I guess, introduced me to last year. And This topic came from Ruby's work, which is in Creator Club, but she also has her own podcast, which we spoke about before, uh, which she's diving back into. I've seen that you've done a few episodes lately, yeah?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Back to consistent episodes. It's fortnightly at the moment um, because we also run another podcast. So, yeah, that feels good. That feels good for me. Yeah, so
0: today I want to talk about character and character building, and there are some other stuff that I'm going to chuck in there. Ruby uh, messaged me last night on Instagram. She's like, I know it's a bit late, uh, but what do you want to talk about tomorrow? (laughs) And I like to just organically chuck my podcast together a lot of the time. Uh, There'll be like an idea or a concept that I want to talk to you about, but I mostly just make (laughs) it. up on the spot but I wrote back to her I think it was cheekily at like 20 to 9 last night uh with a few points that I want to talk to you about today I want to talk to you about this idea of your character and the way that it came up for me outside of our work in Creator Club and and business, which we can get into a little bit because I'd like to hear kind of the backstory of how it came into your world and your work. But for a lot of women that I work with, they go through many seasons in their life. Uh, and with those changing seasons brings, I don't want to call it an identity crisis, but a lot of the women they they feel a lot of friction around like well who am i you know who am i in this new season uh, especially if they've spent a season being a certain person for a really long time so i work with a lot of mums yeah and they get to you know they're into their 40s and their kids are a little bit older and now they're like who am i who <laughs> who am i and and what do i what do i like what do i love um and for me you know this kind of came up john which is ruby's husband asked me four questions last year and those four questions sent me into like a spiral and a black hole and one of those questions was who are you and then the fourth one was who are you really <laughs> and so they spun around in my head for so long, and then they kept on coming up in all my conversations with women. And so I want to start with you just sharing a little bit about this idea of character, because I think it can be a really inviting way to look at it. Like when we're in our life, or as you and John speak about in our world, instead of being like, "Well, who am I?" we can start to play with this idea of character. Like what, what? What character or what role do I want to play with? What does that look like? What does it feel like? Um, I know that was kind of a long-winded intro for you, Rubes, but I just wanted to give a little bit of background and context around this, what might seem a little bit of a random topic for us to be talking about.
1: Random, but as you pointed out, so essential because I know that part of your work Is yes, in training women, getting them stronger, helping them to learn to love a really strong, capable body. But with those changes, physically, can also start to bring up those questions, like you said, of who am I? And what's interesting is that recently I spoke to an actress on my own personal podcast. And it was a wonderful conversation. And Alexandra has worked in Hollywood and she's worked with some people that we would all know and and, and love <laughs> in terms of what they've gone on to do. And I think it's very interesting speaking to actors because they're in this constant work of building characters. The characters usually created through the script, but the actors, the the translator for the script and bringing it to life. And so being in that constant work and constantly diving headfirst into this new character one day and then another character the next is something completely different to what a lot of people experience in their day-to-day life. where as you mentioned we often create this persona or or character around our life circumstances and it's a reflection of our life circumstances we take on these different roles in our lives and so at times we may actually be moving between different characters but typically there's elements of, of the character in whatever role that we have, whether we are the business owner and then we get home and we're the, the mom and then we're the wife and the friend and all of those. will typically car- carry different things through that. So it's often become set, if you will, for a period of time. And then suddenly we start to change in other ways in our life or our circumstances change and and we start to ask ourselves those questions. And I think a word that comes to mind that actually you've used a little bit in the past few months, maybe six months, I think you started to speak about this idea of reinvention. Mm-hmm. And really we talk about, our life is evolving and always evolving. And at a certain point we decide, Oh, I don't want to be fixed in this mode anymore. I don't want to be this person all the time. And I, I don't, I can see that now I have this new potential. Like for example, the women that you train, they gain this strength and there's this new potential. There's this new confidence that they have. And they're like, what am I going to do with that confidence? Because, it's something that they probably yearned for for a number of years and then suddenly they're there and it's very natural to question it's very natural to go through evolutions and and i like like you like to think about it as constant reinvention constantly stepping into different characters whether it be choosing to be a certain character in one role of your life and then another for some people that's what they find easier to do they can they can compartmentalize it but I found that character design is not something that you kind of create and fix but is always evolving and as as I've started to dive more into this work Also remembering parts of yourself that you have forgotten because of different stages of your life that you've been through, which Mm -hmm. is a lot of actually what happens probably for these women is they go, oh, suddenly I can move my body in, in these different ways and Oh, hang on. I was actually really playful when I was young. I was really spontaneous. And now what I can do allows me to do all these different things. And so oftentimes it's just remembering parts of ourselves that we've let go or forgotten about, or maybe through different things that have happened to us, we've squashed that part of us down and, and tried to become something completely different as a reaction to that. And so through character, it's been really cool to start to look at, well, how do I want to be in the world right now? How do I want to present myself? Yes. The way I dress, the way I look, but also what kind of energy do I want to bring to an experience? what is is life giving me now that I can take and I can really amplify 10X? And so the way we think about character design in terms of your business is like personal brand, but on steroids. So it's really fun because like I said, you start to dive into all of these different facets and it can become quite fascinating because you actually decide how it is that you want to show up rather than what a lot of times happens for us. And I think now that because we're so much under the influence of social media, we unconsciously pigeon ourse- hold ourselves into these roles or into these ways of being, because that's just what a mom should look like, or that's just what this type of wife should do or whatever it is, you know? And so we suddenly, if we If we decide to dive into this work, we get this opportunity to create ourselves in any way that we want. And whether, like I said, that be for the role that you play in your business or whether it be your whole life. I just want to bring a new version of myself to the world and start to experiment with that.
0: Yeah, there's... um There's a lot in that. And I think I'd love to come back to this idea of this reinvention piece. And so, and we've spoken a little bit about it before, Rubes, um, like offline through messages that, you know, we go through many of them, you know, in life. And I feel like that can, we can also look at it as like a season. We enter this new season and there is an element of reinvention there because of a new second circumstance or a new role that we take on. Um, and then, like you said, I think we kind of get stuck in that. Uh, mm. and, uh, for a lot of women that I work with, they are mums, And so their, their role or their character becomes that of the, the mother and the carer. We are actually on a group coaching call the other day and we were, um, we were talking about um, we were talking about like planning and preparing your food or energy. Basically, we're talking about. And this mum shared uh, that she'll get everything ready for everyone else, and then she's standing at the fridge and she doesn't have anything to eat, and so there's no energy coming in. And this is just one small example of a lot of women will do everything else for everyone else in the role for a long time. And then they get to this point where they're so low on energy or they don't feel strong or confident or the circumstances change in their life. And now there's like this space or this realization that, yeah, like I don't have energy and who am I and what do I like? And I remember another (laughs) warrior saying to me, you know, her kids are older now and they had gone gone away somewhere and she was sitting at home and she didn't even know what to do with herself. Like she had this overwhelming feeling of just like anxiety and hopelessness because she didn't have anything to do, which was the role of the mother. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you like to do? And she couldn't answer because she didn't know. She, she hadn't stopped to think about that for a really long long time
1: yeah that it's so interesting isn't it that we do become absorbed in in these roles and and the role of the mother is something that's also incredibly honorable and does take a lot of energy you're the you're one of the main pieces of the household that keeps things glued together (laughs) And so you you do you have a huge responsibility, and it's not just for a few years or when you feel like it. It's on it's an ongoing commitment. There's no there's no choice about it. And so it's it's interesting. I think that we do uh, devotion to certain roles is really important, and it creates the families that we have and the amazing children that we have. But it's yeah, it's really finding that 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 balance, I imagine, and I can't speak to this personally yet, but I can speak to it certainly. Getting absorbed in my business and really having that be such a huge part of my life. Before Amy asked how I was, and I did, my immediate default a lot of the time is to speak about well, what's going on in the business, and the thing is that that's not my whole identity but it is taking up a lot of my energy, like you said. And so it's really interesting how we we want to be conscious to that and we, we want to be able to give a lot, but then also be able to have that space and that flexibility to allow our own personality, our own character, if you will, to shape and mould over the years and... Yeah. So I I can't, I can't speak for the mums out there. And all I can say is that you do an amazing job. And if that has been your life, then credit to you because it's an important role. (laughs) Oh, it, it is.
0: I, it is. One of the coolest, hardest roles uh, that you can have in this life, and I am so privileged to work with so many uh, women that have been mums over the last like 14 years. But one of the biggest things that I see is the the loss of themselves, the loss of their their character, their desires, their wants, their... I know uh, this week you've spoken a little bit about wants uh, in in the the business world but yeah when i asked you like how are you and you pulled straight into like the business side of the world it's like well no i want to know like how ruby marsh is like how are you as a human uh, and we do that a lot on our coaching calls you know a lot of the times maybe their initial reaction will go to something else but it's i think it's so important to pull back into like no how are you <laughs> as the as the human? Uh I just want to dive a little bit deeper into like character. I would love to hear how how you've explored it on a personal level. So for me, you know, I had the identity for so long that I was a coach, I was a trainer, and that came across in how I spoke, uh, it came across in how I dressed. And so part of this idea when I was playing around with this reinvention concept, and I've been through it many times, you know, I was the weak, broken girl on the floor who was in chronic pain. And then I became the strong athlete, you know, and I and then I was, you know, a dietitian, but realized I actually didn't want to be a dietitian. And so then I became, you know, and this, yes, there are roles, but I've been through this many times, but I got to this point when John asked me those questions, and I was doing some work on the business as well. And I thought, well, yeah, for so long, my role has been the coach, and I dress like that, I talk like that. And so I was playing around with just like my language and messaging, and then also starting to play around with like what I was wearing. And I had kind of lost that side of me that loved beautiful thing, like I love beautiful things and Ruby we talk about this quite a bit like I love luxury and expensive things and I love fashion and I love like makeup and dressing up and jewelry but like where was that for so long that just wasn't a part of my life for the last 10 years it was literally lycra (laughs) and so I want to talk to you about like how do you start to play with this character concept like what are parts of character that you look at mm. and can you share your own
1: your own experience
0: mm.
1: yeah and i would say that for me this is part of the work that we do in our coaching so for me it's it's a self experiment as much as it is weaving this through into into the business. And I would say if you are a business owner and you're thinking that you would like to explore your personal brand, build more of your personal brand, that this is another way of of looking at it for you. But this really came about through some of the marketing influences that that we had, like to give you the context of how I started to learn about this. There was people talking about this idea of world building. And we were like, what world building? You know, this sounds really cool. And they'd be referencing other mediums. So it wasn't something that was a marketing term or created by marketers it actually world building the whole idea which characters make up part of the world comes from novels it comes from movies it comes from theater and opera and all of all of those different mediums, there's, there's a story of the world. And so within that, there are characters and I'm not going to get too much into the elements of world building, but essentially the characters move the story forward. So in terms of the world, that is your life, the world that you live in and you're moving your life story forward. So you can think about it like that. And so I guess I really became quite interested in character design because i think naturally maybe it's a little more feminine to be interested in the aesthetics and the feeling and and all of that but i wouldn't i wouldn't say that that's definitely true i'm just making that as an assumption and what i started to do was was to look to all of these different people that I loved, that I admired, and I thought, you know, what is it about them that we know and and the way that they, yes, present themselves, but how does that how does that th- person through their work make me feel? How does that person show us their backstory and elements? So you there's there's all these different layers to it. But you can actually start really simply. And I guess a lot of people go to the aesthetic side first because I think that's the fun part. It's fun to play around like when we were little, it's fun to play around with costumes and essentially the costume or what you wear makes the character. And and sometimes it can actually work in that way in that you step into the clothes and the character comes to life. That's very much how it happens for a lot of actors that you see them Put certain clothing on and and they're a completely different person they speak differently they act differently and so I think a lot of people will start with that side and so for me I started to look at things that I was interested in but like I said people outside of my industry mm. you know what what were other designers up to what were uh, there's one photographer in particular that I love and she's certainly a character that 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 is putting herself in a, in a different era that i want to live in or that i <laughs> want to present myself in but i looked at her and i was like okay what is it what is it about her that makes me attracted to her and could i bring little elements of that into me could i play with different aspects of what i wear like you said, makeup, jewelry, and create. I think what's kind of cool is that you start to evolve your own signature look, if you will, your own signature character. And that's really important. And the in the early days when you're playing with it, you'll be experimenting with different things. But over time, the idea is that it becomes very natural and very consistent. Now, if you've been a busy wife, mother, businesswoman, fulfilling roles in your life and you're thinking oh, I don't really have time for this then I would start with the little things you know it might be uh, particularly on the aesthetic side it might be how you dress it might be thinking you know what uh, the one way you could look at it is like different archetypes there's There's obviously Carl Jung's archetypes, but then there's books around different goddess archetypes. There's Mm -hmm. the different archetypes of seduction that Robert Greene goes into. And there's actually all of these amazing resources where you can start to look at different archetypes and go, oh, what would it be like to try that on for a bit? Or when I go on date night with my husband, what if I moved into that character for the night and plagued that up a little bit maybe yeah maybe you've been reading seduction by Robert Greene (laughs) go, I'm gonna try on one of these different seducers that might be too much for you but there might be little aspects of that and and the thing is is that that character design is subtle it's actually far more subtle and the best characters I feel the most natural characters are the ones that draw on things that they already love, that they then, like I said, right at the beginning, they 10 X those things. Mm. So obviously you can look at different periods in history that might interest you. You can look at different actors or actresses and go, you know, what really made that person special? For example, you know, I love actresses from the 50s and the 60s. So I'll look at Marilyn Monroe or Audrey Hepburn or like what was it about those women? And it doesn't mean that I dress specifically like them, but I go, you know, Marilyn, she always turned up with a bold red lip. And so I'm going to take that little bit and I'm going to try that on every time I go out and and you start to create these little signatures about your character. It can also be not aesthetic as well like I said it can be thinking about well how do I really want people to feel when they're around me? What what is the the experience of me when I walk into a room? Is it that I'm someone that is that is bold and colorful and therefore that might come Come into what you wear but also am I someone that has a lot of reverence and a lot of self-respect and I want to bring that air that quality into into my experiences so then you start to think oh well that really affects how I dress that really affects how I speak that affects all of these different things down the line when you start to think about how you want someone to feel and so character is so many layers. And I remember describing this to a mutual friend of ours, Mel, when I jumped on her podcast as being like an onion, like you're almost peeling away these layers. So oftentimes when people think about reinventing or themselves or creating a character, they think, Oh, I, I'm going to do like a whole 180 on myself. And Yesterday I was this, and then tomorrow I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna go get the stylist and I'm gonna turn up as this completely different person. But for a lot of us, that's really hard to maintain. So I would say when you're thinking about your character, pick little elements that you can play on. You know, maybe it is that you you're a corporate woman, you're always dressed in black but you love high heels. And so you, one of your signatures is becoming known for these really kick ass heels. Or maybe you go completely different and you wear like, I don't know, crazy sneakers or something like that. Like whatever your vibe is, but really like lean into that thing and that one little thing, and then make that your signature. There's that woman that I love Iris Apfel, who's 101 now. And she wears the most bold jewelry and it's not all expensive. That's the other thing. This doesn't have to be an exercise of, oh, I've got to go out and spend thousands of dollars on a whole new wardrobe. No, she takes a couple of little things and bold color, bold jewelry, everything's bold. Glasses, red lip. And it's always consistent. The woman's 101. You think, oh, does she have the energy to keep this up? But the character actually gives her energy. That's the thing is that when you start to lean into this, Mm -hmm. the clothes actually make you feel completely different. I work from home, but every time I'm, I'm seeing a client, I dress up. And, you know, there might be occasional time where I have my period or something like that. And I'm like, look, I can wear yoga pants on the bottom. It's okay. Like <laughs> it's going to make me feel comfortable. No one's going to know, but you know, from, from top up, I'm like, I've always, I always want to be in my character. That's really important because it's important to create this feeling for my clients when they're with me, that creates stability, it creates interest, it creates intrigue. So Yeah. Again, we could go into so many layers of this. I'm not sure if there's anything you want to pull on there. That Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. I got my post-it notes here that I sometimes I jot down notes. Um, No, there's a couple of things in there that I love. I love this idea of trying it on you know, this, and I first heard this from Julie. She's actually one of mm. my warriors and was um, part of Creator Club. And she wrote a post on it around just trying it on. And I actually, I love that concept because often I think there's a bit of fear there, you know, I have so many conversations with women and we, we love to swing on the pendulum of all or nothing. We're either all in or we're like getting the hell out of there and we're like all out. Like we don't like to be in the messy middle and like this character work can feel a little bit like that because it, if you haven't tapped into it before, it's been a really long time it can feel a little bit uncomfortable to try something on literally (laughs) that, you know, might not feel that comfortable or that great on you because you're not used to wearing it, whether that's like a bold lip or a certain color. And so I really like this whole idea of just try it on, (laughs) just try it on and see how you feel and see what happens. And yeah, you might have to try it on a few times, but that's, it's such a cool and powerful concept. And I've used it in my work a lot now around the training. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're just going to try it on, you know, we're not going to, we're not sure what's going to happen, what the body's going to tell us, how it's going to feel, but we're just going to try it on and it's going to be all right. And if we don't like it, we'll just strip it off and we'll try something else on until we find something that feels right. It feels good. So I really like that. The other thing is when you were talking about the aesthetic side i think i totally agree it's a really easy entry point into this and i talk a lot about it with my women around what they wear when they train so a lot of women that i work with are not comfortable in their body they're not where they're at that where, where they want to be body composition wise and so they hide often under clothes and like big clothes and baggy clothes and We had a call a couple of months ago where I was talking about how you could like take your training to the next level. How could you elevate that experience? Yeah. And one of the things we were talking about was where something like that you feel good in, that you feel comfortable in, that you feel confident in, even if you aren't at the exact, you know, body composition that you want to be if you're not there yet. That's not the point. The point is that I want you to step into that practice or into the gym in something that feels good and you Mm. feel confident and comfortable in. So I think that's a great place to start, you know, with your training, have a look at your wardrobe. Like what are you wearing to training? I invite you to get out of your pajamas or to get out of the tracksuit pants and to go and invest in, you know, a piece or two that actually fits good. And like a bra, for example, we spoke about bras for ages. Like having a proper bra on when you're training, it will make such a big difference. Having proper tights on when you train, game changer. Uh, and so that's just another thing I wanted to highlight is a lot of women listening, they train and a place that you could start to play with this character work because you're training already is what do you got? What do
1: you want to wear? What do you want to wear to mm. training? Mm. Something that comes up for me in, in hearing you say that, firstly, I commend you on inviting them into that because certainly... Like you said, that's a really great way to start to explore. And the thing is, is that most of the time when we get to this point where we want to create a change in our life, it's because we're frustrated, we're resentful, we've been doing the same old thing, or like you said, you've got the same old workout gear in the closet that you've had forever, or you just throw an old t-shirt on because that's what you've got. And that's sometimes where we have to start we have to just start moving, right? There's got to be like some action there. So in diving into this work, it's not meant to be, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's not going to be comfortable because if you want that reinvention, if you want to be something different, because you're frustrated, you're, over like how you've been for the last X amount of years and something's got to change and and you know that you're going to be the catalyst for that change it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be uncomfortable to step into rooms whether that be the boardroom at your work whether that just be walking into the office and trying on something different and going and people going oh hang on like Amy's Never rocked up to work in that, like you know you will get reaction. You will get people will tell you things. And I would actually take a lot of what they say as a good response. Most of the time, people, it's just their own fear of them not being able to step outside of their comfort zone. it's is where that reaction's coming from, right? We all know that. We all know that. And so I think, realize that this process is, is something that is going to allow you to rise to another level of confidence in yourself and go, ah, yeah, I'm the person that does that, or I'm the person that's not afraid of that, but it's going to take a little bit of discomfort in that, in that experimentation time. And maybe you have to bring in some experts, whether that be a stylist or, whoever it is, someone that can help you understand these layers of, of your character, your brand, but it's going to be uncomfortable to try. <laughs> and I feel like that would be the same for you and your women training at first. Right.
0: Yeah. It feels... So how I often think about it is, you know, in a change room and you just try, we could take jeans, for example, oh, <laughs> just like so many and they are like not like they're not fitting and it's like
1: and it's, it's sweaty hard, and sweaty
0: yeah. and it's hard work and it's just there's frustration there and there's just like imagine just trying stuff on in a change room. That's how it feels like when you go through change or you try something new or but I just think the training space is such a cool space. And what I've seen in my work is that when we build physical strength, we just are a little braver to like try things on. We have mm. a little bit more confidence just to like be a bit bolder and step into a room and, you know, like, um, like just give off a different energy or act a little differently or speak a little differently. I just, I, the, for me, you know, in my story, I a big part of it is that like the the physical practice for me is so powerful in that of just having the confidence to try something new one is yeah has come from the the physical space so um okay i did have something else i didn't write it on my post it note um but i can't remember what it was right now is there anything else that you want to say around Tapping into character and character design. So we've got the aesthetics, we've got the like the feeling or the stepping in the room, like the energy that you bring. Uh, Is there other elements to it?
1: There's definitely other elements that when you then go to present that character to the world, if you're someone that is looking at this as a stepping stone to to creating a stronger personal brand, for example, then obviously there's all of the the other elements that we don't, haven't touched on yet. Your backstory, there's mm-hmm. different elements of your personality, little quirks that you have, there's strengths and weaknesses that what you actually do is you start to really hone in on those things and amplify those in- your work and your content and what it almost becomes is like thinking about like a, a superhero character or a villain or something like that. And that, you know, that the villain has certain, or the, the superhero has certain characteristics. And so whether you choose those by design or you realize, Hey, hang on, I've got this like really crazy laugh that, I used to be embarrassed about, but I'm just going to bring that out and make a joke of that in, in my work, whatever it is, like little things like that. There might be things that uh, you wear glasses or something. And I, I made that reference to Iris before. I also had a yoga teacher that was someone that needed to wear glasses all the time. So every time she would turn up with different glasses, So you can actually start to amplify things that you might perceive as a weakness or something you want to hide Mm. and bring it out. Like we talk about bringing skeletons out to dance. So bringing those things out and the best characters are the ones that have all of these elements. The people that you really love and really admire, look up to you in your life. They're a whole person. They're not trying to just appear in this certain way. Now, perception, the perception you give off is important, obviously deciding what you want that to be, but they're they're not afraid to let parts of themselves out. Mm -hmm. And I would say with this process, one thing that I found really helpful, I actually mentioned this a little bit earlier, that social media is great and it can be a place of inspiration. And I love jumping on Instagram. I love seeing what everyone's up to. But if we are always looking at the accounts of people that we that are like us, then it's going to be very hard for us to think outside of that. And so if we've always been the mom, we follow lots of mom accounts because they're great for helping us with our lunch, kids lunches and you know, all these different elements of our life. Awesome. I would say not necessarily um, follow those, but really consciously realize that your inspiration for this it's going to be much more interesting and powerful if you look outside of the role that you currently occupy and then everything that you follow around that role. And I think that that's something that we've talked a lot about, Amy, is that you were talking about designer clothes and luxury and Mm. people that you actually admire that aren't even, they might be, pop stars or they might be in different creative industries and you're in the health and fitness world and so especially as a personal brand there's a lot more for people to hook on to if there's some differences about you versus scrolling through your feed and going oh yep yeah, yep yeah, like you just blend in because you're wearing like the same colors or the same crop top and little booty shorts that everyone else is wearing, you know, because that's the thing. Yeah. And so I would say as you do this, like start to look outside the things that you love. Look back into your past. Mm-hmm. I look a lot at things that I loved when I was really little. Like going back to sort of up to that 10-year mark where where you were. Unashamably yourself people didn't uh, uh, deter you you know you weren't sort of that young woman yet where people start to put you into a bit more of a box you're you're very expressive and go back to that time and go well what was I really into I was really into for me I was like dressing up in my mum's silk scarves and I loved the feeling of fabrics and so I've started to bring some of those fabrics in obviously in clothing that a 40 year old woman would wear <laughs> but i start to i started to think okay if they those things made me feel really good and playful and fun when i was little and that's that's part of how i want to present myself then like let's bring some of that in so yeah that was one thing i would just say on this is that you can have more fun with it when you start to get inspired from different characters outside of the current role or the industry that you're in.
0: Yeah. I, I really love that Ruby. I think most people would think that my whole feed would be on fitness, but it actually isn't. It's on dog reels, like pity videos, uh, architecture. So like just beautifully designed spaces and fashion. Oh, and makeup tutorials. <laughs> So I think, like, if someone looked through, they would just be quite shocked about, like, what's actually in there. I actually don't spend a lot of time looking at a lot of fitness stuff or training stuff. Um, It's, and this is only really probably in the last year since John and yourself have introduced this idea of the world building and the character and me really tapping into like, what do I like love? What do I like? What When I see it come up, like excites me and like pulls me in. Seeing training doesn't really like do that. Of course, I love it and it is my world and I love teaching women how to train properly, but that that doesn't give me, like, it doesn't excite me or give me inspiration with this character stuff, with tapping into like who I am really outside of like the coach or the training. It's looking at, yeah, all of the other things in my, in my feed.
1: (laughs) I'm curious to know, uh, this is the coach, (laughs) coach to coach. What have you noticed in yourself? Like, I've noticed huge changes in myself. You've probably seen changes in me, maybe subtle, some some not so. But what have you noticed by a doing what you just said and how that's helped you evolve the character and then b how that how then you're feeling about how you show up like yeah how does how does it feel to be that character?
0: Yeah, great questions, Ruby. Uh <laughs> I think the first place I'll start, because this is kind of my first experience of it, is that I always felt um, so confident inside a gym setting or inside training gear. Like that's, you know, you put me in a gym or you put me in Lycra and that's like home to me. And then when I started to play around with like actually putting on different clothes, I call them normal human clothes, (laughs) There, It was quite funny because uh, these feelings of like being uncomfortable or feeling out of place came up because I didn't feel quite right in it. Like it fit like differently and it exposed the body in a different way. Like, you know, I've got a very like athletic physique that in training gear looks at home, but then sometimes you put it in like a dress and it can like, it just looks like a little bit different. And so I remember the first few times really tapping into that and playing with that and going out to dinner and feeling quite uncomfortable being in something that I just never really wore. And so for me, it was quite a physical experience going into the aesthetic world Mm. of wearing something different. Uh, Even, you know, showing up on calls and wearing something different from what I would normally wear, that was even a little bit uncomfortable of like, well, who, like, who are you? Like, (laughs) Uh, and not being in something that I felt really at home in. So that was kind of my first, I guess, experience with that. And I thought that was really fascinating because for me, because of my training practice and, you know, I come from a a drama background and I've performed my whole life. I have very much like embodied confidence. Like that's not something that I've really like struggled a lot with, but doing this work and especially the changing of the aesthetic was quite uncomfortable for me, Uh, which I thought was really fascinating. I'm not sure yourself, because I know you spent a long time Well, you were in corporate as an architect, so I'm sure you couldn't wear stretchy pants there, but then you spent a long time in stretchy pants. Like how did you experience that when you started to play with your dress at all?
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. I think So for me, it I knew also that the type of coach that I wanted to be, like you've gone from like your work has also your world, has been your world, whereas I was totally changing worlds as well. But I think you're spot on that you start to realize okay, like that was very easy for me. That's very natural. It's very comfortable. So then to put on these clothes and I guess coming from corporate, part of why you leave corporate is because you want to have that freedom and that flexibility. And for so long you've been in this like power suit role and having to dress certain way and architects are known for always wearing black and like there's all these like stereotypes that you've lived into then I went into the Lululemon world and the athletic world and I was lucky like I kind of fitted into that world pretty easily because I was naturally fit and athletic on in my personal life even when I was in corporate but then coming back out of that it was literally deciding to start from scratch and it's taken time like this this stuff as I said like you, you you can't just flick a switch and do it tomorrow it's going to take time to be able to consistently show up in a new way and consistently present yourself in a different way but it was kind of cool because on the flip side of that you also starting from scratch get to go cool blank canvas What's all these things that I loved from corporate but didn't love? Where did I not get to express myself there that I want to now express myself in this industry? How, uh, you know, like even as, as simple as when you sit on a Zoom call, like creating that point of difference between and not trying to create a hierarchy or a barrier. But if I'm showing up as the coach, how do I want to present myself? Because this is really important. I'm I'm actually, I'm on camera and this is not something where I can just kind of slip out of bed and then jump on a Zoom call. (laughs) And I think over the last couple of years, unfortunately, it detrained a lot of those parts of us where we used to make an effort. And so now like making an effort not only the changes, the way that I coach and changes the way that I present and all of those things, but it's meant that also, you know, I really, I, I really want to be known for something. I want to stand out in a certain way. I want my clients to get on calls and go, Oh, there she is, you know? And so I think that takes a bit of work, but it's been, it's been really fun. It's, it's, I have to say, like, this is a personal interest. This is naturally part of how I grew up. I grew up with a mum that's always loved clothes, shopping. We traveled through Europe for three months when I was 14. So I got to go to Paris, Milan. The seed was always there for me. It's just that I didn't have the opportunity to really, I guess, you know, like you could have done it in corporate, but having my own business really allowed me to go, okay, clean slate. Mm. let's let's like really double down on this and see what happens
0: yeah another thing I think that it's done for me is it's it's really helped with my vision like vision for my life and not just to Mm -hmm. do with the business but from for me personally like what do I want to see in my life you know coming back to like that visual imagery that comes up you know, and a lot of it is around like fashion and beautiful things and architecture. And like, because that's, that's what I see in my vision for my personal life. And for a long time, I didn't think about that. And I often talk about with, with Carson, that for a long time, I didn't have the financial means to Mm. even like, to hold that in my mind as Mm. part of my reality, because I just worked enough basically to live because my life was training. Like I spent all of my twenties training and as an athlete and as a coach, and that was like my number one priority. I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't care about it, but that was my focus. And now I've moved into just this, I guess, different season and uh, like the work that I've been doing with yourself and John and the work in my business. And I guess working with so many women that are kind of going through this and seeing their visions or seeing what they're struggling with around their vision and who they are has really opened up to make me think about that. Like, what's my vision personally? Like, what, what do I see that? What do I want to be able to have? And now financially, you know, that opens up that opportunity and invites that in, which excites me because I'm like, mm. that's really cool. Like I can actually like buy that thing, you know, and not just from a place of just having a thing, but from the the meaning that it gives to it because of the thought that's gone into it, because, and then it just allows you to step into that, to that vision or that character mm. that I, that I see. And so I think that's another thing that it's done. It's really, expanded the vision that I see for my life, um, mm. which which has been really cool.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. And I feel like you're getting into some yogic te- teachings around prosperity. And that's been one of the themes we've been working with in Creator Club this month. That there's a whole energetic shift that happens with that and call it aura, call it energy call it just how someone makes you feel but you can tell when you're right when someone is starting to embody this work across all areas of their life they're not just compartmentalizing it to one aspect of their life but they literally live and breathe the character through every choice that they make through like you say objects that they bring into their home how they live And I feel like that's actually quite a, probably quite a, maybe a Japanese or European even sort of way that, and in parts of the Western world that we don't have a full grasp on. And yet like the, the energy that comes off you when someone is, is, is really living and breathing something that is very true to them is quite extraordinary, isn't it?
0: Yeah. 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 Um, Before we move into just talking about uh, photo shoots, do you have Mm. anything else that you want to share around what this work has done for you? Like what learnings, like changes, shifts, um,
1: yeah. (sighs) Where do I start? (laughs) Look, interestingly, I think, It's been very fun because on a personal relationship note, which I think would appeal to your audience as well, Mm. I'm very lucky because my husband is my business partner. So we're exploring a lot of this stuff together. And so I think when you both go on an exploration together, it can be really fun. You don't feel like you're over here doing your thing and they're just not, you know, there can be sometimes resistance that, um, and frustration that comes up, but I've been very lucky in that we've both been diving into this work. So it's very much like part of our life to explore this. And so I'm excited just to keep adding the layers to it because, I know that there's so much that I'm not tapping into as well and that just comes out of fear whether it be continuing to double down and teach this work because it's also a new way of looking at personal brand for business owners that's not really spoken about a lot it's not it's not common yet so often there's a bit of fear with like well you know, where could this lead? What are people going to think about it? Are they going to get it? Are they going to understand it? But I think on a relationship side, it's really fun because, you know, now we create opportunities, whether it be uh, like a photo shoot that we you're talking about, photo shoots and, um, you know, date nights, uh, how we present ourselves in the business and really seeing each other, take your confidence to another level through doing that. Like that's really cool to see in in either in your partner or how that makes you feel and therefore how it makes you show up in the relationship. I think that's a whole opportunity for the women listening Mm. that becomes like a byproduct of a lot of this work. And it doesn't necessarily like, you know, if you're, I can only speak to having a male partner, but men pick up on a lot more subtle shifts than what you think. And so I don't think you have to look at this as something where, Oh, I'm totally going to come in as like this whole new woman and like really blow him away. And then, cause you might not be able to repeat that day after day as well, <laughs> but these little subtle shifts, you would be surprised that, yeah, you do it, consistently and what they pick up on and how that makes you feel about them and and so I think that's been kind of fun to explore that and see how it how it plays out and just in the relationship as like a byproduct of the work.
0: Yeah thank you so much for sharing Ruby. A couple of things came up from that. One, it makes me think a little bit of Esther Perel's work, where she talks about this whole idea of like novelty and playfulness. Mm. And mm. uh, you know, and that can sometimes seem really far away, I think. Like, you know, talking about like novelty and like eroticism and role-playing, yeah. and you're just like, oh, you're just so overwhelmed because maybe you're not relating powerfully, and then maybe you don't feel confident in your body. And so this stuff is. You know, this character stuff, what we're talking about and what you just shared then, it it kind of like it just it helps bridge that gap for me. That's like that's what comes up for me when we think about like role-playing or trying something new on or adding this element of playfulness or passion or desire or eroticism, a lot what a lot of what Esther talks about. It could come through character work. Mm. You know, it can be a lot of pressure for their role or the hat of the mum to then step into like be the erotic goddess but if you start playing with it and tapping into it just like little things like you're talking about Ruby then we start to enter this world and I think just way less pressure a little lighter a little bit more playful and then that can open up this different kind of relating that a lot Mm. of, a lot of women do desire. And so that's kind of what Mm -hmm. came up for me around, around that when you were talking, yeah, talking about it. And then the photo shoot thing, I want to talk to you about this. Okay. Because you just did a photo shoot and I know (laughs) you put quite a bit of thought into it and you planned it and you were thinking about the character stuff and the, what you were wearing. And so I just want to hear about um that experience and your journey into that photo shoot because i know you've done many before but i think this one was a little differently and i haven't seen a lot of imagery come out of it but the couple that i have totally different level just the energy just like what comes across out of that image just yeah it's just way different to what i've seen before so and it's it's in a in a totally cool way and i'm also going to do one myself in march and it's something that i truly believe every woman should experience mm. should experience and gift themselves
1: a photo shoot yeah yes can you, can yeah. you talk about it yeah so the, i guess there's a couple of different ways that people will approach this or the reason rather that they would do it. So some women might want to do it, it just is a totally private thing. They don't have a business. They don't have any reason to mm-hmm. put those photos out into the world. They just have them for their own experience. And you're right. Being on the other side of the camera, even when I'm on the other side of a camera, every single day coaching is completely different to be spotlighted and to have the person be there just for you. This is about you and capturing you in in a certain way. So there's a couple of aspects to it. I think the first part for me was really understanding, and I have to thank John for really persisting with me with this question, but is asking yourself, like, what's the story I want these photos to tell? What Mm -hmm. is this capturing? Maybe it's a moment in your life. A lot of people are getting photographs now to celebrate certain moments in their life milestones, having children every year. They might get photographs done with their family. So there's probably typical ways that you would think about it, but maybe there's actually something else in you that you want to capture and a story that you want to tell through these photos and so like you could go as far as going and getting like a boudoir photo shoot and that's really what you want to do because it captures you and your this phase of your life but also all this work that you've been doing with Amy and the training and that might be like totally what you want to do because that's that would be uncomfortable, but it's also like, oh, that's like the next level of celebrating my body. But I would also say that like, that naturally that's where a lot of women go. I have to show like lots of flesh and like, I have to show off my body in order to come across a certain way, whether it be sexy or whatever, whatever it is, Mm. playful, fun. Maybe that's like slightly erotic if that's what you want, but I also challenge that. And that's the reason why I look at people like Marilyn or I look at Audrey, who's probably a little bit more of a young, playful, like character. And to look at these women through history that didn't actually have to take all of their clothes off to come across a certain way and tell a certain story through the photos, because it can come down to the fabrics that you wear obviously the style of clothing you can like reveal as much as you want i'm not saying don't do that but i think it's really interesting that we automatically think that that's what i've got to go to do to prove something to myself and i would say yes like do that if that's something you really want to do but also challenge yourself to think about it in a way of like what are this what's the story that these photos tell, are going to tell, what's the energy that I really want to bring across in these photos. I guess, especially if you're going to use this for public use, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, it's a little bit different. You're probably not going to use your, your lingerie photos necessarily for public use if you're a lawyer or something like that. Or maybe you might be wanting to challenge that, that, um, that role a little bit in how you, how people present themselves. So start with the story. What's the story? What's the look? What's the feel? What, um, then that comes to location. So I picked a specific location, um, like coincidentally, yeah, it was coming up to my 40th birthday. So I've got this theme for my 40th year of like luxury and starting to really explore what luxury could look like. And, so I picked a certain hotel that also reflected design for me as well. So it reflected luxury and it reflected my love of design because that's not really something that I've brought through, but it's a big part of my life. It was a big part of my training and my university studies. And so then I went and created like, this is very simple, but I would go onto Pinterest and I'd create like a mood board for myself. And that's great because if you hire a photographer, you can send them that and you can say, look, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm thinking of location. I guess matching the photographer to the type of photos that you want. And then yeah, picking, picking the outfits. And I think picking things that, Uh, a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but not so much that you feel uncomfortable. I think that's really important because often we go and buy things for photo shoot. We've never worn them. And then on the day we're expected to feel comfortable in that thing that we either don't normally wear or it's a little bit. So pick things a little bit out of your comfort zone. Um, You know, there might be a palette that you want to use. But really, I, I just really do my own thing with these. Like I see, I saw a lot of the trends going on and not that I'm anti-trends, but I was like, that's what every coach looks like in a photo. That's what every such and such looks like in a photo. I want to just really come across as me and my attitude and my thoughts about life and who I am. And like, you know, you might have certain words that describe that. And so then on the day you're like pulling all of those things together. Of course, then it's another story to be behind the lens so find a photographer that does that work a lot they work with people they work with people one-on-one maybe they work with brides but they also do a bit of like personal photo shoots as well that's really key because the photographer is going to guide you a lot not many of us I imagine like 99% of the women listening to this aren't actresses or models in their day job and it's really hard <laughs> you know even though you're like oh yeah I've got this like I'm gonna walk in like you know freaking queen on the day but no it's actually not that easy when it's not your job it's and hard so- isn't it
0: it's yeah. so hard
1: yeah yeah
0: I remember so when find, I find a
1: photographer that's good
0: yeah it's, um, yeah, to guide you in, like, just helping you, like, how to move the body and stand. And you think that that would be easy, but it's not easy at, at all. Yeah. I don't know if you're open to sharing um, a little bit. what What was that story? Like, what were the words? Like, how did you get into, were you using the words in the photo shoot to bring them to life? Like, were you, like, absolutely. What, yeah. So can you just yeah. talk about a little bit about what the story is behind the photo shoot for you if you don't mind and yeah. then what what you were doing to bring some of that to life
1: Yeah a couple of things come to mind so look I I laugh jokingly with some of the creators sometimes that you know I I've got a bit of a performer heart in me and was performing when I was little and like loved it through like teenage years and all of that. So part of me looks to like Vanity Fear, Vogue, Hollywood photo shoots. And, you know, a lot of the time it's not just standing in front of a plain background. They're actually like picking the location to create a certain look for the the uh, actress or actor however they want to portray them so location actually becomes really important and so on the day certainly like the clothes i chose the colors were really bold the hotel room Mm. the qt if you live in australia they're really bold hotels a lot of artwork all of that. So it was all like telling the story of bold luxury and like, that's not really necessarily, Oh, I'm trying to become something totally different. It's, it's what I feel is like naturally me. It's always being me. I've always had little elements of that. And I just wanted to capture that. So yeah, I picked a hotel. Um, a lot of the photos were shot in the hotel room. So, There's some of me like jumping up and down on the bed. There's one of me like a bit of a rock star shot, like standing on the toilet, (laughs) putting lipstick on in front of the mirror, like doing, using props and using the whole space to create these different Mm. scenes, I guess. Then there's a shot of me that I haven't put out yet where I'm like sitting on the, like they have these really cool bars inside the um. This piece of yeah, bar that and I was sitting on top of that inside the hotel room. And then we did some other stuff around that space. Uh, but and then also when I stepped into the character with John, like that was also a, a, a little bit different. That was more of like a dark side yeah. type of thing. So there was a lot of light and bold and fun. And then there was a, a, the dark side as well. So yeah. So fun. I can't wait to see
0: more of more images
1: they coming. They're coming.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really cool thing. It's a really cool experience, and I truly believe that it can be such a great gift to give mm. ourselves because it's like you said, it's not just about the the final picture or the final product. Although it's super cool, I think it's amazing to have really cool photos of yourself, you know. But it's like the whole experience. That it's just the, you know, if we have trouble making sure that there's food in the fridge for us to eat, <laughs> uh, like this is just on another level. And I'm not yeah. saying that in a way to like overwhelm or scare. I'm saying that in a way as in like invest in that, like bring, like it's, do you know, I mean? like that's something that you can do for you and an experience, a full experience for yourself and that you're worth it and you deserve it. And it's a really cool thing to mm. not only, yeah, on the day it feels a little awkward and whatever, but those photographers, they're amazing. And the photos just look outrageously great. And yeah. I think to have them as just something that you did is is such a cool thing. I'm a really big, um, big fan of, of photo shoots. Uh, the last thing that I want to finish on is... You turned 40 last year yeah. In December. Yeah. I just want to hear a little bit about that. Uh, and you just mentioned before that you have this theme for your 40th is going all year. It's going for a full year. <laughs> uh, what does that, what were some thoughts that you had leading up to it? How did it feel for you? Uh, And look, it's not even old. I'm not saying this because I think, oh my God, 40. I'm just saying that, yes, potentially sometimes a chronological age or a birthday could bring something up, but I'm more interested in your idea or holding this theme of like bold luxury for the year for yourself yeah. and yes it happened to fall around your 40th and maybe that's what originally sparked it but can you just share a little bit about that I'm really fascinated
1: mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you talk about chronological age because it's not something that I too really like to emphasize. I like to emphasize my energetic age and think. And so I guess, you know, these are, but significant birthdays will also prompt you to think, oh, energetically, how do I feel? Do I actually feel like a 40 year old? How do I feel compared to 20? Mm-hmm. What was different then that's different now? So you often reflect on a totally different phase of life as well. But I think, for me, it was an opportunity to celebrate. Also, for if anyone knows my backstory, you know that I made a big career change 10 years ago. And so my 30th was a really pivotal year as well. Mm. And I think it's really interesting to just spend a significant amount of time, not just a day writing in your journal, but actually spend a little more time really reflecting, yeah, the last 10 years, what desires and dreams you had at your 30th and then to look back at 40 and go, oh, how did that all turn out? Was that how I thought it was going to turn out? And and so I think part of it is part of the significance is being able to do that and, and really just celebrate those i mean i'm i'm not even i would say i hope not even halfway through my life so it's it's like you say like it's not old but it's it's certainly one i think for women too and um not having had children yet that's kind of an interesting thing that plays on the back of your mind because you know that yeah as much as you want to defy aging and have this energetic age you know that that at 50 you feel like 30 and at 70 whatever but you also know that that's that uh you that things will start to change as well and so I guess it's just starting to notice that too and and calibrate that accordingly and just pay attention to different things um and also I think any sort of birthday milestone also like kickstarts fresh start, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that, like you say, prompted this new direction with my character and really like going, okay, like I can actually draw a line in the sand and say that this is the marker that, that represents fully stepping into that. And what does it look like to then keep compounding on that? And then or look back at 50 and go, Oh, wow. Like, you know, totally different person again. So I think that's, that's where these significant birthdays become fun. I, I don't ever want to think that I just rolled over it, steam rolled over it and, Oh, you know, another year, whatever. So, I mean, maybe that's why I'm also making it a whole year of celebrations. <laughs>
0: No, I I really like that Ruby. You know what? One thing that I just absolutely love about you is just the depth, that, like that goes into just the thinking behind things. <laughs> you know, and the 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 time that goes into thinking about things. And so I know for you, you know, entering into December, into your fortieth, that you would have been thinking about it, like just way, 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 way back into the, into the year. And yeah, I I was just super curious for you to just share a little bit about that. Because again, another thing that I see from women is like, and I I get it. Yeah. We're like low on energy. We're low on time. We're navigating a lot of stuff in our life. Um, And, you know, we always have to come back to the energy piece to give us energy so we can actually hold, you know, hold the, have the capacity to think about things like this. But the thing that I love about it is that you give you gift yourself time to truly think about this stuff. To you know to truly think about like you are an architect at heart. So how do I want to design my life? And I just think as women, we just don't give ourselves enough time. To Mm. think, like, it's not just a day, your birthday, like, how would you like this whole year to be, you know? And if it's a big birthday, like, what does that mean to you and reflect and think about it? And it should be an amazing experience for you. And it should be a whole year. Like, who says it can't be? (laughs) And so just the, I just want to recognize your depth of thought that goes into things. Um hopefully women listening that can invite them to think about just think about it a little bit more, you know, gift yourself that of like, what do you Mm. want? Uh, Mm. Especially if it's a milestone. Um, uh, Yeah. I think it's just, it's beautiful. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Anything else you want to, you want to chuck out there before we retire? I don't
1: think so. I think my, my final words would be if, you listen to this and you find it fascinating and interesting is to use that as permission to try, try on using Amy's words, using Julie's words to try on some of these ideas and see where it takes you. You've only got, you've only got one life. So why not have fun with it? Yeah. Be bold. Yes,
0: be bold and brave, Ruby Marsh. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you do, both yourself and John. Uh, and thank you for sharing stuff about character photo shoots. Ah, uh, this is <laughs> we mean everywhere. Really- I love it though. This is a, it was a really cool conversation. I knew it was going to be a really cool conversation. So I, yeah, I'm super grateful for your time and for your energy.
1: You're welcome. Absolutely. And yeah, if anybody wants to, to ask any questions on it, you can always send me a DM on Instagram or check out any of our content. If it's more business specific as well, we've got a lot on our creator club uh, account around that. So
0: yeah and then uh Ruby's podcast as well go and check out yeah true to you and go and check out the episode that she did with what was her name
1: Alexandra Hume yeah 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 uh and yeah
0: thanks Rubes Warrior Woman thanks so much for listening to this episode if you haven't please give the podcast some love by subscribing now And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.